0: And I think there's this weird, I think we just got to get over it. Like you can be successful and still hurt.
1: (laughs) Right. And worry.
0: And stress. Yeah. And that's normal. Hi, everyone. I'm Sid
1: Sharice. And I'm David Bosher.
0: And you're listening to Destroy the Hairdresser, the podcast.
1: Where we teach you to salon differently. Who else has felt personally victimized by ripping color box tabs and saving them just to keep track of your back bar ordering?
0: We all have, which is why we have partnered with Salon Scale. To make this process streamlined and simple, the Salon Scale app will keep track of all of your color used down to the last drop and give you a suggested color order list whenever you
1: need it. No more under-ordering and no more over-ordering. Tap the link in the episode description to see why thousands have joined the Salon Scale movement. Use code DTH10 to check out for 10% off. Many of our listeners have no idea that Destroy the Hairdresser is more than a podcast. That's right. If you're looking for more education to elevate your salon business and make more money, then our community is the perfect place for you and your team.
0: Unlock live weekly webinars with our entire roster of trained coaches, Tap into new networking opportunities, and gain access to our educational dashboard that houses over 100 hours of on-demand business education.
1: Finally, support for hairdressers that want to change the industry, Tap the community link in the episode description and get seven days of free business education today. It's funny that we're talking about this today because I just had a doctor's appointment before we podcasted. And his name's Dr. Dufresne, but he works at Forward. It's a doctor's office that's all about dealing with things before they happen. Oh, yeah. Preventative. So it's like a preventative health center and they like do your genetic testing and your blood work and they look at like all these things. And then they set you up for different appointments to monitor different things. It's really cool. Anyways, I'm on like certain medications for depression, anxiety and other stuff. And he was telling me about side effects. And I was thinking after that, how there are side effects to things besides just medication. And I was thinking one of them is success and then I had this whole like funny image in my head of like those ads for medicines. And then it like lists the side effects and it's just like him. insane. <laughs> yeah. So, like, when I'm thinking, like, try success today, one pill a day, I'm just like thinking <laughs> yeah. like all this. And then it's like side effects may include hangover, loss of friends, exhaustion, burnout, removal all, like, of I toxic just, like, people. <laughs> yeah. In my mind, they were all kind of negative side effects because I think that when we think of success, we think it means all good things. But there's a lot of not great stuff that comes along with success. We have to actually remind people
0: that they're in a successful place because they still feel the negative. And I think there's this misconception in our industry or in any business that once you are successful, that you won't feel pain anymore. And that's the complete opposite. If anything, you're going to take... A new amount of pain, a different difficulty. Greater just, amount. Of pain, yeah, you're I would just say. able to handle it differently than you were. Like none of that goes away. But when you break it all down on paper, you're like, oh, I'm making more money. I have the job I want. I feel good. I'm working this. I have more time for family. You're like, yeah, everything I wanted five years ago, I have now. Yet I still don't feel good. And there's a part of that of like, it's different.
1: I think one of the biggest side effects of success is never feeling like you've reached it
0: yeah you're always clawing to get to the top when to a lot of people, you might be at the top, their top,
1: yeah, I think it's such a hard topic because it's what's actually I think it's actually a very easy topic. But I think it's a hard thing when you have to remind someone, you make lots of money now, you have a great system, you have a great business, you're healthy. So how do we explain the fact that you're laying in bed, not able to sleep? constantly worrying about what's going to happen next that's success
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is success
1: that is success that is one of the side effects
0: it never really goes away because now that you've experienced success you don't want to lose it so there's fear of losing it right you have something to lose and then there's also fear of maintaining it imposter syndrome comes in it's a whole thing
1: (laughs) i have more Fear about our business, Destroy the Hairdresser, now that it's in the best place it's ever been. Ever. Than when we had no following, no money,
0: mm-hmm.
1: no, any, no team. Yeah. I feel more stressed now. Well, maybe I don't. Maybe I just think I do because that was a long time ago. I'm sure at that time I also had extreme amounts of stress about it. But I guess I thought, like most people, that one day it would be different and I would feel not that they don't feel like you just more. walk into feel-
0: work and everything's fine <laughs> and like all of a sudden you're just like no I can solve every problem and even though you can solve every problem with more intelligence and emotional intelligence and confidence than you could before it's still painful and I think there's this weird I think we just got to get over it like you can be successful and still hurt
1: <laughs> right and worry and stress
0: yeah and that's normal
1: I will say a couple things one if you have support the more support you have whether it's a partner um, friends family neighbors whatever whatever type of support you have the more support an individual has the more success they're able to enjoy yeah I know very successful people that have no one and they cannot enjoy it because it's their only source of anything I would they're say- They're sucking
0: the energy dry from their business.
1: They're using it to comfort their emotional side. They're using it to comfort their sexual side. every It's almost like everything comes from the career part.
0: They almost create more chaos in their business because they need something.
1: Something. And so I've had a lot of help, but I haven't had a lot of support. Does that make sense? hmm I've had people help- I feel like you have, like you have I...
0: support now.
1: Right. That's kind of what I'm getting to is like, I, I had a lot of help when I was younger, but I never had a lot of support. And so my career became everything. That's probably why my focus on DTH when I was younger was so intense because it was everything to me. Now I have a relationship and I want to start a family and I have these two ridiculous dogs and I live in New York City and we bought an apartment. Like all these other structural things in my life have finally clicked, clicked into place and hopefully they stay there. Which has allowed me to separate the feeling of success from just career. Mm-hmm. And I meet a lot of hairdressers and salon that everything about success is about the career and like that's it. Yeah. And I think as we get older, and I wish it was true for younger people, but I think as you get older and as you start creating a little more of a solid foundation and you have more support, yes, there's ups and downs in your career, but you kind of like get through them in a different way because you finally have love respect connection Mm -hmm. but i will say i have a lot of we have students that are very successful salon owners they don't have a lot of support at home and so even though they're very successful they don't experience it
0: yeah because they're they're leaning in an unhealthy way on their business to fulfill them which is great that you have a business that you've created that is so successful that you can lean on it to feel good. Like you can walk into work and feel good,
1: but maybe you want to be single and maybe you don't want to have kids and that's all good, but you still need support and you still need Mm -hmm. people. And I think that you need community. And I think that's kind of what we're trying to build at DTH, but it still requires participation. I think, you know, you can sign up for coaching. You can sign up for the community. You can sign up for study hall. You can sign up for all of our different programs But if you're not participating... you still have to show up. (laughs) Yeah. The other thing I was going to say is there are studies done that when you hit a certain age, it's usually around in your 60s, there's actually a hormone that is... Your body produces a hormone as you age. Scientists call it the happiness hormone. And there's something that happens to individuals. First, you have your midlife crisis. Oh, no. Right? Which is like 40s, 50s usually. And then in the 60s and as you age... There's something called a happiness hormone where you start to look at life differently and you start to really appreciate and enjoy what you have as opposed to your, the achievement side of things. And I, it's kind of interesting because, you know, scientifically a young person, even if you think of us as animals, right, we need to be very ambitious to survive. Like you have to use your, your twenties and thirties to hopefully be ambitious and and get through life because life is hard. But when you hit your sixties thank God there's a hormone that comes out that goes, okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> you, you did great. Now enjoy it. And then there's actually something supporting that inside of you genetically. And I think that's really, I don't think it gives anyone comfort, but it gives me comfort to know that like, okay, there's like kind of a place where we start to feel satisfied. And I think that I, I've watched my, my dad get older and it was when he hit his 60s that his attitude about life changed. He was less strict. He was more loving. He opened up more. And I've heard this from so many people that their parents hit around 60 and like, oh, they're, they're so different than they used to be. And I think it has to do with that. And I'm hoping if anyone out there is in their 60s and has had this experience, I'm hoping that knowing that there's some sort of genetic moment where it might change for us that, okay, let's use our thirties and forties and fifties to achieve knowing that maybe we can then start to feel satisfaction a little bit later in life. Not that you shouldn't feel satisfaction now, but I don't know. Does that give you any hope?
0: Yeah. I mean, <coughs> do you think that's why a majority of retirement homes have the highest STD rates? Cause they're just feeling good and yes, loving each other and just living life. Like that's what Free? happens when
1: straight people find out they can't get pregnant anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Us gays have been living that way the whole time. I know.
1: We ha- we figured it out early on.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. We still need protection. <laughs> but I think I agree with you. I think it's comforting to know that that happens. But I want people to know that it could happen a lot sooner by doing things consistently that are going to make changes like if you're experiencing more success you need to have more support if you're experiencing more success there needs to be more time for appreciation there needs to be more boundaries set. there needs to be more you time there needs to be more 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 things to push against like i think some people are like oh my staff has a problem and it's like that's great you have a staff that has a problem yeah and let them solve it guide them If you know Destroy the Hairdresser, then you know we talk about hourly pricing all the time.
1: That is why partnering with Aura was a no-brainer. Aura is a new salon booking software that works for salons switching to hourly pricing.
0: Implement the hourly pricing model seamlessly with Aura's online booking experience.
1: Salons can customize pricing per provider and display the provider's hourly rate. If you're switching to hourly, switch to Aura.
0: Tap the link in the episode description to unlock instant savings.
1: I don't know about anyone else, but I feel the more success I have, the more I'm supposed to show how busy I am.
0: Yeah, that's the hardest thing, I think, to get over. And uh, the hardest thing for hairdressers to stop doing, especially in leadership, is to not do hair because they don't know what to do of them themselves if they're not busy.
1: Yeah, I have this weird guilt. Like, if I make money and someone sees me relaxing, there's like, there's something wrong. Like, I should be... I don't know. I I don't know if anyone else feels that way. I think people do. Definitely hairdressers with like the busyness mindset. But I just like feel like the more success I have, I'm supposed to put on a show of like what that looks like. And I think that creates imposter syndrome because now I'm showing people that this is what it's supposed to look like and this is what it takes when really it's like, I'm going to tell you all right now, there's a lot of me on the couch taking a nap.
0: It happens. Yeah. Because-
1: There's so much going on and there's so like I need to recharge and I think I'm speaking for myself. I was raised in a family that you don't do that. That's lazy and laziness is a bad trait in my family. Unfortunately, that has turned into never relax. Constantly do constantly keep going.
0: Same. My mom was a single mom, also a hairdresser. I watched her work 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. So I thought that was what success was. You don't stop. You don't see your kids. You don't have time.
1: Did you ever do that thing as a kid where you wondered how adults like did life? Like I would watch my parents, like if they remodeled their house, I'm like, how do they do how do adult where's the money come? How yeah. Do they did like I would watch things happen and be like, What how do they What's adult- the process? <laughs> Yeah. And now that I'm there, I'm like, oh, they had no idea. Yeah. You're still just a child (laughs) in a bigger
0: body (laughs) that's slower and hurts. (laughs)
1: That's it. Which is, yeah. Like, I was just kind of like, again, thinking of like side effects of success. I'm like, I don't know. Because adulting is, if you've adulted, and to me, adulting is you make money, you can pay your bills, you can take care of yourself, and maybe you can even take care of other people, which I don't think is a requirement. But I think if you can do that too, you're successful. Forget about what you do for your career. Forget about how much money you make. If you can do those things, mm-hmm. that is such a high level of success that I think Americans especially take for granted because, like, that's what we're supposed to do. Like, that's the yeah. bare minimum. But if you think about it, that is such a – to take care of yourself and then to be able to take care of other people, whatever level that is, is such a high level of success. And then to add on and have employees and now you're taking care of more people. hmm I don't know. I think it's like we are not looking at this correctly. If you can take care of yourself, you've already made it. Yeah. Anything so beyond that is like we should be like so impressed with ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And as hairdressers, we do take care of ourselves and we do take care of other people all day fucking long. And I think that's when we think of like service, we're like, that's my job. But it's like that's hard to do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's physically, mentally, emotionally draining. That's why I don't, I, Astra gets so, I mean, not just and my wife, but I think every relationship I've ever been in, all my past girlfriends, exes, like they, whenever I came home from my job, because all I do is talk and expel energy all day, how's your day? Tell me every detail. And I'm like, no, I don't have it in me. I still do it. It's, she was laughing at me the other day because she was on her way home from work and she asked me how my day was. And I was like, it was great. Like, it was really good. I recorded a podcast. We did a little bit for season two of the content contest. We, I had great coaching calls, but I didn't go into detail. And then I was like, oh my God, like, and she got home later. So it was like after work, I watched this documentary that I was so into, which I told you about. And <laughs> I talked to her. She got stuck in traffic for an hour and I talked to her for an hour about this documentary. And she was like, I can barely get you to tell me two words about your work day, <laughs> but you watch one documentary and you won't shut up. And I was just like, oh my God, it's so true because I'm expelling so much energy. And it made me think like, ooh, how can I shift that in ways? You know, I'm still working on that. That might be a different episode, but not because I wasn't fulfilled in my work day. It just was, you know?
1: I have kind of a different experience because I lived with an abusive mom who would come home from work and it would be really bad mm-hmm. or it'd be really good. Like you just never really knew. So it was when a Josh, manic
0: always. Yeah.
1: It was like either I was going to get yelled at for no reason or
0: it you was going to be like,
1: or we were like partying. So you never yeah. knew. And so every time Josh comes home, he's even told me that I get a look in my eye where I'm like investigating his body language of like, who am I supposed to be for when he him comes right off. now? And mm-hmm. he hates it. He's like, I don't need to, to be anybody and i'm like uh, my brain and body have not been trained to do that and so like i'm trying to get used to like actually not
0: like not reacting to whatever kind of day he had he's entitled to have a bad day a good right. day but yeah. the funny
1: thing is he doesn't have any he doesn't really have strong emotions they're always nothing doesn't have strong emotions he doesn't like i process out loud so if i'm mad it's out loud if i'm mm-hmm. sad it's out loud if i'm happy it's out loud for him, all those things look the same on his face. And so I, he can see me trying to like, I'm figure trying to figure it out. And I have to stop doing that. But it's like, it's, a, it's the opposite of what what you what you do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Anyways, I don't, I don't know how I got there, but. <laughs> Success. <laughs> what's funny is I know that who are like, yep, mm-hmm, yep, I do that. Either they do what I do or they do what you do. Because we're all
0: products of childhood trauma <laughs> and we're all navigating that. And being successful. You can have trauma and be successful. You can fuck up and be successful. I actually you can think be it's sad a prerequisite. Be I think yeah.
1: trauma is actually a prerequisite for successful people. I don't meet a lot of people that are like, I was raised in like a really great family and like, and now they're successful. Like I've never really met someone like that. I always meet people that are like, it was horrible growing up. Do you know why? Yeah, I mean, I know why. Yeah. I know why I do it.
0: Pain creates desire
1: i don't want that
0: yeah i don't want that that's usually
1: the the psychological dangers and you end up somehow in a fucked up way creating it (laughs) no but you're like i don't want that and then you're like it's almost like your reactivity about trying so hard to make it not that is then that
0: exactly and subconsciously we do it that's like we self-sabotage like we talked before about raising your prices, how people don't raise their prices because they're self-sabotaging. Because
1: I've even started fights with Josh about like, why are you acting like this when you get home? And he's like, and then he does you. get mad. It's, yeah. Yeah. And then he does get mad. And then and now actually, you know how to react. And then it justify I know how to play this game. You know, I know, how to, I know how to do this part, but I don't know how to do the, you walk in and everything's just normal. And I don't know how to do that. Yeah. But that's coming down. It all comes down to that success, support, trauma, like all of those things
0: like if you're not dealing with your trauma from like even past businesses, past jobs, past relationships, it will show up and resurface in some form.
1: I just saw today on Instagram. There's this like lip syncing thing going around and it's like, girl, I just got out of therapy and I realized I'm the problem (laughs) and I thought it was everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good one. (laughs) But she sounds so genuine. Like, I think she just... Like,
0: Like learned it.
1: (laughs) Anyways, side effects of success may include nausea, (laughs) heartburn... Heart palpitations. Palpitations, anxiety, depression. And if you have thoughts of suicide, you do need to call someone professionally. Mm -hmm. But those are all side effects of becoming successful. And I hope that if anyone's listening and you're doing the best you can and you are succeeding, but you can't see it, you need to get support. You need to talk to people and you need to allow people to tell you that you are. You need to point, let them point out what you have been doing right and what you haven't did. And again, just small markers. If you can take care of yourself, you've already won at life. Mm-hmm. If you can take care of others, it's just extra credit.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> I love that.
1: All right, y'all be, be good. next time on destroy the hairdresser the podcast it should be education over certification always you don't need a certification to be good at doing extensions or coloring hair or cutting hair. you don't need a certification you need the education and you may want a piece of paper that proves that you took that education mm-hmm. but when that piece of paper dictates how you use that education that's when you're fucked